before like this conks out and then you have to just bring like your desktop <laughs> computer <laughs> i thought about that i like put it on we- like i bought like a little wheelie thing from ikea so that you can like move it when you vacuum oh okay and yeah. i'm like imagine me just like wheeling it in here just buying a super long cord to connect it to my my monitor Welcome back. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes. And this episode, we are going to talk about like the power of words. And as you can tell, <laughs> my words are a little dull right now. It's kind of an ironic episode to be recording. I know. <laughs> like, the issue is, is that it's been a week and a half yeah. and I have no voice still. Yeah. Michaela's going through what I went through November, December, January. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this like 24 hour bug. Yeah. I had a fever. I threw up it was just all the things and then i was fine mm-hmm. and then i wake up it was like that was friday night to saturday night and then i wake up sunday morning no voice awesome absolutely no voice that's what we like especially when we work in customer service oh my gosh i know and have a podcast <laughs> literally so my vow of silence it's been a week and a half <laughs> and i still like this is good this yeah. is like compared to it what is it was. really good like a week ago we were all supposed to hang out me alexa and michaela and michaela texted she's like Guys, if I come over, I'm just going to be staring at you. I have a no voice. Yeah. It was nothing. It was like 15 words and then silence. Jeez. So. I did find the image um, of you just like staring at us while we talked. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, honestly, that would be funny. Yeah. Just for fun. But I'm like, yeah, they would just be weird. It would be funny, but it's just those things. I'm like, I'm tired. And it's like. Yeah. I just need to sleep and try to get better, right? But yeah, exactly. I thought about it, too. I'm like, yeah, I could just show up and just... <laughs> and just be there. Sit there in silence. Yeah. Play, like, Siri, have talk text, everything. <laughs> Type to text or whatever. Yeah, bring a whiteboard. <laughs> We'd have completely moved on conversation because I was like, I finally wrote my sentence! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. So oh, bad. Well. Any catch-up stuff? Um, Are you? I went to Mexico. How was that? It was so fun, and oh. I didn't even get burned. Hey, I did go through almost an entire bottle of fifty SPF sunscreen, though. Yep, but I got a good tan for me. Yep, so I feel pretty good. I'm still lighter than both of them when we went there. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, I'm yeah. really tan for me. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's really good. And then my computer died, so I'm using braces. So hopefully, it works. Oh, fun. Yay. We love that. <laughs> Yay. My emotional support laptop died. <laughs> I move on. Yeah. It's a transitional period. Uh, so sad. Oh, well. It has one of my favorite stickers on it, which is kind of mostly what I'm upset about. <laughs> but I can just buy more. Yeah. Just keep the laptop as like a memorial. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. It's but weird. What do you do with broken computers? Like, where do you take them? Back to Apple. And just be like, I yeah. don't want it just anymore. Scrapped. Yeah, yeah, like. Sometimes I'm, they'll give credit. Sometimes they'll give cash. Depending yeah. on how old. But yeah. it's going to be like 100 bucks. Yeah. So. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's 2013. Yeah. So. I don't know. 
I don't know. Because, yeah, it would be nice to... I'm like, even with, like, old phones, I'm like, I don't know what to do with them, so I just have them. But it's like, I'm never going to use them again. Like, there's a reason I got a new phone, yeah. but I don't know where to take them or put them. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. I, I, did, I didn't switch in my um, last phone for my new one. Yeah. Because it was only, like, worth, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not dead. I just want a new phone. Yeah, exactly. It has middle storage, so I'm just going to use it like an iPod. Yeah. Just have. I well, use it as a, as a, uh, the, the remote when I do my self portraits now. Oh, nice. So I don't have to like kill my own phone. I can use that That's one. That's smart. Yeah. 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 Cause with, when I got my phone, I wanted to do, cause Telus has like a, like you rent the phone for two years kind mm. of thing. Like it's cheaper. And then when the two years are done, you like give the phone back or whatever. And I was like, yeah. I wanted to do that, but. Apparently, I didn't have good enough credit or any credit when I did that. And they were like, no, you have to buy the phone. And I was like, weird. Okay. If I don't have good credit, what makes you think I can afford a $1,600 phone? <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> that <laughs> that makes kind sense. of you. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's mm. me. Mostly. It's fun. Yeah. Sounds really good. It's been Sounds great. Like a blast. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing better than me, though, honestly. I do have my voice, yeah. Yeah. I am feeling like I've been, like, pushing off a sickness for, like, months. Like, I can kind of feel it, but I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope, Not again. go away, go away. I kind of, like, right before Mexico, I was, like, so worried that I was just going to get so sick and just be, like, dead the whole trip. That would have sucked. Right. But I didn't. That's good. <laughs> so I was like, woohoo. I did just try my stomach did get a little bit queasy for the last half of the trip because I tried this like shrimp stew kind oh, no. of thing. But it smelled and it tasted like the inside of the sheep barn at the farm. Which is sheep oh. poo and rotten hay. Why did you did you did you finish it or no? No, okay, no, thank no, God. no, no. Like, <laughs> no. I like smelled it and I was like, ugh, gross. And then I was like, Maybe it just smells bad. Like, maybe the taste isn't that bad. Yeah. It was definitely just as bad. It was so <laughs> gross. And that was all I could taste for the next, like, 12 hours. Oh, no. And I was like, this is awesome. Oh, no. But, yeah. And then my tummy was just a little bit upset after that. Naturally. Yeah, as it should be. With some sketchy food. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really. It was just, like new food that i haven't eaten like they had a lot of like um different themed restaurants on the resort so there'd be like this one was like mexican and this one was japanese and this one was barbecue and this one was italian or whatever but it was like the mexican was the grossest that's where i had the shrimp stew which was Mm. devastating because it should have been so good yeah um the japanese was pretty good um the Italian was the best, but that was, like, the most normal, like, that's, I ordered what I would have eaten at home. Oh, yeah, normal, so normal to you. It was normal to me, yeah. yeah. And the barbecue was good, it was just really bland. Which is weird to say as a white person in a country that uses spices. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was weird. Interesting. Yeah. But, hey, all-inclusive life is the life for me. <laughs> I was a big fan because I'd never been to an all-inclusive before. Oh, okay. And so when Bryce was driving me to the airport, he was like, um, 
I was like, is there anything that I need to, like, know? Like, what am I walking into? Is there anything I need to bring? Like, anything, whatever. And he's like, it's yeah. going to be a little bit weird for you to, like, get used to not paying for anything. Like, going up to them and be like, can I get this? And then they just, like, have to give it to you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I loved that part. Because the worst part of a meal for me is, like, stressing over how much it costs or whatever. So, yeah. being able to be like... Okay, I'm going to get, like, three burgers in a row because I'm hungry and that's what I want. And it's not going to cost me $60 or whatever. So, I was like, that's kind of nice. Oh. And there was a coffee shop on the resort. Oh, fun. I was like, sick. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. So, that was super fun. But I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. (laughs) The week while you were gone, I slept, drank tea and soup. Yeah, because you were really sick, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. <laughs> thriving. I'm absolutely thriving. Can't you tell? Yes. Oh. You look good. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you have that. Thank you. Appreciate it. And at least you can laugh and not like get into a coughing fit like when we were recording in November. Oh, December. Right. When I had no voice then. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. I don't know this whole, like, almost being 25 thing and having laryngitis is. I've never had laryngitis, like, so bad. You're just checking off your bucket list. And I've had it, like, twice within six months. Okay. I didn't tell you this. Yes, I did. I went parasailing in Mexico. Bucket list just made me think of that. Oh, shit. It was so Fun. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. yeah that's fun. It was so much fun. It was so cool because it's always been on my bucket list, but I've never been in a place where you can do it. Yeah. And they had like parasailing people on the beach. I don't know why that surprised me that that was your bucket list item. Oh, yeah. Everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, I didn't think you'd actually want to do that. No. And I was like, it doesn't, yeah. like, doesn't seem like a journey. Not at all. But now I think I can skydive because I was in a parachute just kind of floating and I was like, this is kind of fun. And it took away all the fear of, like, falling. Yeah. Because I was like, if I fall, it's I'm just going to slowly descend yeah. to the ground. Plus, when you go skydiving, the fall part is, like, 15 seconds, and it goes mm-hmm. by so fast. So, I'm like, that's sick. Yeah. It was so fun. Wow. Yeah. It was so cool. So fun. So fun. Because I'm a big girl. Mm-hmm. No guess- one wanted to go with me, but that's okay. <laughs> Two things then. You can do things on your own. Mm-hmm. And I've parasailed. Yeah. There you go. So I was like, oh, it was so fun. I'm stoked for you. It was so good. They're like, do you want to bring your phone up? And I was like, no, I do not. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> I was like, because he had like a like a phone bag thing or whatever that you can like wear as a lanyard or whatever. He's like, I'll give you this. Right. And I was like, no, I do not trust myself even with that. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to try this first. And then if it goes well. I'll come back next year and I'll bring my phone. Like, oh. yeah, it was awesome. So fun. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so we'll just, we'll get into it. Yeah. Like, we've blabbed enough. Can <laughs> <laughs> you tell Journey and I haven't seen each other for three weeks? Literally, I was getting nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't seen Michaela in so long. <laughs> exactly. What if she all of a sudden hates me? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. She canceled last week. Literally. Does that mean she doesn't like me? (laughs) All right. right. So, like, what do we mean by the power of words? So, in university, I was learning about, again, word psychology. And people talked about that. Mm -hmm. But it's not really, like, a a set field of study. So, you can't really tell, like, who originated 
mm-hmm. power of words. Yeah, I couldn't find that because I would Google like word psychology and it was just like giving the me the of definition psychology. of psychology and like where the word psychology came from. And I was like, this is not what I want. Exactly. And so where I was kind of coming from with all of this uh, is um, a study that I learned about from a Japanese scientist named Masaru Emoto. And so he was a psychologist who um, did this like vibration of words and how words have meaning into plants, ice, and also on rice. He did another experiment. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And so the plant psychology comes from the fact of like, there's two plant or plants into two different settings. Um, one was growing in a negative environment. And it was like cursed while growing. It's like, you suck. You're awful. You're not going to amount to anything. Right. And the second one was growing in like a positive environment where it's praised. Right. You're doing so good. You look so beautiful. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, and there was like different like growth parameters that were measured, including like the germination rate, plant height and leaf size and plants under the influence of positive words had a higher germination rate. And these plants grew taller, larger, healthier than in the negative environment. That's so weird to think about. It is. And the whole concept of it is like kids are like plants, right? Mm-hmm. Kids that grow up in a negative environment are more likely to have like, learning um problems and developmental issues and right so that's kind of where psychologists took it yeah so dr emoto also did this with ice right and so he did it by i guess speaking into water okay and that's the whole like on tiktok now people are like speaking to the water bottle for what you want and yeah then it goes to like meg stallion like um oh what body crazy curvy wavy big titties little waist yeah so people are like doing that or people just yell big old titties into a water bottle. <laughs> have you seen those ones? I have. They're just funny to think about out of context. It's, it's so funny. And so that comes from like Dr. Moda, like the premise behind this like ice experiment. Right. And so same kind of thing as the plants. One bot one body of water was like praised and the other one was you suck. Right. And so the what's the word I'm looking for? power is not in my brain right now um <laughs> the design of okay. ice of like the positive water mm-hmm. was beautiful it created like very pretty snowflakes and oh, whatnot cool. whereas the ice that was spoken badly about yeah it looked uh dismembered and almost like evil oh weird because i was wondering how words can affect like ice formation yeah right but that's really interesting and it's his like the second study on water. It shows how water stores memory. So then there's actually yeah, water having memory is the weirdest thing to think about. Yeah, but again, if you have, if water has memory, and this all comes into like affirmations and stuff later. Mm-hmm. We're seventy percent water. Yeah, and so if we're speaking bad things into water. Yeah, and it's storing and it's lingering. Yeah. This is the whole energetic chi. I don't know. You know, we're, we're all yeah. about energy now, right now. <laughs> yeah. Our apple vibration. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All of it. Yeah. Um, it comes from that. That's and cool. For his third experiment, he did the same thing. He put, except he put cooked white rice into two jars. Okay. And one jar he opened up and said, um, thank you. And the other one said, you fool. Oh. And the one that was said, you fool, after 30 days, um, was like this shriveled into a black gelatinous mass really white rice was 
perfectly fine. What the heck? Yeah. Cooked white rice in a jar. That's... Excuse me. That you, is weird. You would think it'd be moldy regardless. Yeah, literally. But, like, after 30 days, it should be moldy. But apparently it was fine. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to talk nicely to all of my leftovers. So that, that's what his whole... No, but his whole... <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, but that's where also the whole premise of, like, gratitude before you consume a meal. Mm-hmm. Thanking your um, food before you consuming it. Kind of like... Saying grace, yeah. but, like, not necessarily to God, but, but to, like, your food. But even saying grace. You're saying ah, it to God, but you're expressing gratitude, and it's just the, the energy, the vibration of... Oh, my goodness, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's supposed to make everything super happy. Bryce is not going to love that. I'm going to be like, we have to give thanks for our food, because it will make it better. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be... It, the, the hypothesis is that it's supposed to be more nourishing. Mm-hmm. Right? If plants can grow better, if ice freeze is prettier yeah and if um rice lasts longer that's so cool so dr moto really opens the door to all of that yeah and so that's where like and i've seen lots of people mindset Mm -hmm. inspirational people on tiktok yeah um you say that in your words right so even if your friend says something really funny and you're like oh i'm dead yeah you shouldn't say that. You should say, like, I'm living for that. Yeah. It has the same meaning in that context. Yeah. But it's a positive word versus a negative. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that uses pretty much that same example, but I didn't watch it at the time and I cannot find it anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, because we hadn't had power of words, like, ready to prep yet. So I didn't, like, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, shoot, that would have been really interesting. I might have something like that saved. I think I... I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the same one. Who Probably. Knows? But yeah, it's the whole just expressing your life in a more positive way and being more grateful for the things that surround you. Yeah. Well, and I find like I was listening to another podcast a really long time ago and they were talking about kind of the same thing where instead of saying like, oh, I can't wait for that and kind of like wishing away what's happening now because you're so excited about the future. Yeah. Instead of like... In order to be more present in what's happening now is being like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited for when. Right. And so you're still living in the moment. You're still grateful for whatever's happening now, but you're also excited for the future. Right. Yeah. And so I started doing that instead of being like, oh, I can't wait for kids. Oh, I can't wait to be married. It's like, I'm really excited for when that becomes a possibility. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which I think is pretty neat. Yeah. So then this kind of got from this whole concept. Because, again, I learned all these plants, uh, plant and ice studies in oof, second year university, I think, mm-hmm. is when I first started talking about it. So yeah. It's just been in the back burner of my brain. And so now we're talking about, now I'm studying mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh, no, there's like... There's reasons for people this. People are putting a lot of emphasis on this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So why? So can words affect your brain? 100%, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... There's a study done in 2019 that actually found that pain-related and negative words increase the intensity of pain compared to, like, using neutral language, which is bonkers. And so these pain-related words created stronger responses in many areas of the brain, including the anterior cingulate cortex, which is responsible for, like, your emotional expression, your attention, and mood regulation, as -hmm. well as the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which is in charge of just, like, general executive control functions. 
And so by using the negative words, you were causing the brain to release stress and anxiety inducing hormones, Mm -hmm. which, as we've talked about in many other episodes, can wreak havoc on your body. Yeah. Um, And so like negative words spoken, thought or. uh, Heard. That's what that's (laughs) supposed to be. (laughs) It just says head. And I'm like. (laughs) Spoken, thought or head. (laughs) All right. Okay, negative words, spoken, thought, or heard cause situational stress and contribute to long-term anxiety. So, mm-hmm. overall, using negative words cause issues. And it's like, I mean, again, we think about the same thing. Like I said earlier, kids are plants, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell a kid, like, oh, you did so good, or it's like, oh, why didn't you do better? Yeah. How much power does that, like, hold? And how much do you, like, take that into emotion, right? And yeah, and it, well, it creates their own self-talk like if they're constantly being told oh you could have done better oh you're nothing like oh you're so bad at that that's what their brain is going to tell them yeah forever yeah right well it's like and there's the whole six and stones can break my bones but words can never hurt me mm-hmm. words can freaking oh, hurt words hurt especially if you put whole emphasis on it right and that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole premise of psychology is like changing how you perceive things or how things affect you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But until you learn those habits. Literally. Words what? and feeling stressed out mm-hmm. fully wreak havoc on your body because your body is so animalistic. It doesn't yeah. really know what's going on. Your brain doesn't really know what's going on. Exactly. It's just going through the motions of survival. Well, and even if your love language is words of affirmation, mm-hmm. the negative words are then going to hold so much more like negative meaning, right? Like they're going to. Yeah. Like, just break you down more so than they would if someone whose love language wasn't words of affirmation. Yeah. Or whatever. Like. Exactly. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So, long story short, like, using encouraging words can help you overcome fears. Right? So cool. We're going to walk you through it. Yeah. Right? Hey, we can we can solve this problem together. Let's we talk through it. We can do this. It. Think about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I cherish my friend, um. They're really good at that with their daughter. Yeah. Like she's, she's very young and she's right now going through this whole thing of like, I can't. Oh, okay. And it's like, no, you can. You can. And even now, like when I see her, she does this thing like, Auntie Mac, I can't. I'm like, no. No, you can. You've got it. Yeah. You just did it. Yeah. I know you can do it. I've seen you do it before. Yeah. I'll help you through it, but you can do this. Yeah. Well, when we were younger, we, um, the three of us were in a karate class for a while. And so- their thing is like never ever give up um they had like a whole like mantra kind of thing and so my dad really tried to make the words i can't and i give up like bad words that we do not say in our house yeah because you can and like don't ever give up kind of thing which feels silly but it works right like yeah well it's it's the whole premise of like shifting your brain around Mm -hmm. it right yeah you actually have to like change your brain and how it works which is weird. And so if these tones of words have vibrations that are having yeah. physical molecular effects, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I have such a hard time, like, even when I was researching this, like, wrapping my mind around <laughs> words having vibration because it sounds so cuckoo, even though words are literally yeah. vibrations it's your vocal cords it's humming or not humming <laughs> yeah. against each other it's literally vibration but it's so weird that they can like impact you so heavily 
Well, it's the same thing as like sound healing. Oh. Right? Like different frequencies and stuff with sound healing. That's true. Like sound baths and stuff. Yeah. I your don't voice think- is a version of that. And you can go, um, that's why when you're mentioning, you go, um, and you hit that note. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Sorry. When we went to Carmen and she was doing like the oh, crystal bowl and then she like, to help uh-huh. us like release or whatever, she did like, ohm or like some sort of like scream sounding thing into like the small, like our low back. <laughs> it was, it was it shocking. Was, it was very surprising and both of us were trying really hard not to get the giggles because it kind of just caught us off guard. Because well, I was first and so she yeah. did it to me first. And, <laughs> So I was really glad we didn't make eye contact. Yeah, well, how could I? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. That just made me think of that. Yeah. But that's, again, it's the same. Her it's whole the same premise thing. of that, right? Yeah, is using the vibration to loosen up yeah. the whatever we are holding in our backs. Yeah. Yeah. The chi, the energy, the... Yeah, the tension, whatever. the whatever. If someone could just, like, yell into my throat right now, that'd be really fantastic. Imagine Bryce comes home and I'm just like, oh, like, in your neck. Oh, you're like, That's enough. Off to the state asylum. This is a boundary. I don't want to come home and see this. I don't want you to yell, oh, into your friend's neck to try to fix your laryngitis. Looks funny. I'll let you do whatever else crap you want to do. That's too far. I don't like it. Got no issue with anything else? That crosses the line. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. And so, like, so positive words and optimistic words, they stimulate your frontal lobe activity. Mm -hmm. And so, this includes, like, specific language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex responsible for moving you into action. Right? And so, it's like the, the, again, the whole I can't, I can't, I can't, but you can. You can, yeah. And you can take steps and you can. Yeah actively do something towards it yeah exactly there is actually a study by newberg and waldman that have shown that the longer you say these positive words it actually affects like the neurons in your brain Mm -hmm. and different areas of your brain just how it functions overall yeah it completely like changes your perception of yourself and your others Mm -hmm. and they wrote a book about it called words can change your brain which i think would be really interesting to read yeah We'll definitely add it to our yeah our list our list, our list of like forty five books. That we have. We're gonna need to do like four books a month just to get through that Ugh. list. Yeah, or we have or, a really long term book club. Where yeah. We have a library. At the end of it. I know, but every episode we come up with like three more books to add. <laughs> Listen, oh. Michaela, I hear you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we kind of said, words do hold vibration and power. They're very. There are some words that are very, like, high vibrational words, and you can use them. Like apples. Like apples. Very high <laughs> vibrational word. Uh, so you can use them to attract positive energy. But, like, if you use words like, like, happy and joyful and, like, wishful and, like, all of those, they yeah. tend to carry, like, a more positive connotation than or if we, what like... the word is in your language. Mm-hmm. Because it's different, right? But, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, different. But instead of using, like, death, dying, sadness, doom, gloom, the energy despair. around the, the word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> How many times? Take a shot every time we say energy <laughs> or word. <laughs> Literally. Um, and so, yeah, words can also influence the experience of physical pain, which I find really interesting. 
Um, and like for me with that, I kind of like, I use them almost as like a distraction. Okay. Instead of like saying, oh, this doesn't hurt me. Well, it's all, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm okay. It's whatever. Yeah. I just like, I guess I think about something else to like distract me from the physical pain or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the terms of like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words can cause harm. If we mm-hmm. think about like verbal abuse, bullying, um, even like word choice by like medical professionals can kind of cause emotional distress. When you see that in placebo or nocebo effect, mm-hmm. right? If you get a cancer diagnosis and it's like, oh yeah, like that's it, like say your goodbyes now. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, mm, no, screw that. I don't believe it. Yeah. They last. Like, they live they so much longer. They do tend to live longer. Yeah. It's all mental around it. And that, again, could be placebo, nocebo. Yeah. Well, even Whatever. like, there was a, uh, an article from 2018 um, that was kind of like written to suggest to doctors to use different words when they're talking about like common conditions in order to help like facilitate in recovery. And so some examples yeah. were like, um, using the term normal age changes instead of chronic degenerative changes. Yeah. Which it's like, those are big words. Like, if we just say normal age changes, that's way less scary and way less doom and gloom. And yeah. it's easier to understand as a lay person who hasn't gone to medical school. Yeah. And then the other one was like, um, you need more strength and control instead of instability, kind of. Okay. Just like, less harsher words. Yeah. But... And there's a lot of that coming up with um, motivational interviewing. Okay. That's a new, newer term mm-hmm. that is happening in like medical or health and wellness industries right. as a whole. And it's essentially to become less like, you should do this, wah, wah, wah. Mm. And to have it be like, why do you want to change? Right. It's basically bringing like therapist talk into normal professions right and specifically around health and wellness right people who are seeking out yeah help in health and wellness yeah that's really interesting i have no i wow i just completed my motivational interviewing course for oh that's fun for my uh program right now but yeah the whole premise is like give the client autonomy right so someone says like oh i have pain yeah and we're hearing those stories a hundred times over where doctors are like "Mm, no it's not that bad Mm -hmm. like oh it's just a sliver it's not that bad right but it could be a blood clot (laughs) Literally. And so. Well, that was, like, today. Um, I've been having a lot of, like, like almost, like, intestinal abdominable, just, like, abdominable oh, snowman. snowman. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> I can't say abdominal without it sounding like ab- abdominable snowman or whatever. I, still, I struggle with those words. <laughs> but I was, like, freaking out because it's also, yeah. like, in my back. And I feel like it's just, like, a pulled muscle and then, like my bowels are still like adjusting to regular food yeah and so i went in and i was like this is just weird it's uncomfortable i don't know what's going on like yeah and she's like oh like i really can't give you anything like i don't know yeah i was like there's nothing there's you have no idea she's like i don't know if it's a pull muscle i don't know if it's bowel i'm like is it appendicitis and she's like no because that's just a localized region i'm like okay great like, is it, like, an ovary cyst that's going to rupture or whatever? And she's like, yeah. no, because when I pressed on where your ovaries were, you didn't say it was sensitive. Yeah. And I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, but, okay, that's fun. But yeah, a lot of it is coming from like that and in, and um the reason that I learn about it, right, is because if people come to me for nutritional advice or education, mm-hmm. I can say eat your greens and sleep and meditate yeah. all I want. Yeah. If the person doesn't want to do anything about it, they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with therapy. If you have a mental illness and you don't want help from anyone, mm-hmm. a therapist isn't going to help you. They're not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. Um, you go to a doctor and you have these like mindsets that they're at they don't know anything and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, I know best. Yeah. You're not going to get help. Exactly. And so that's the whole premise of motivational interviewing is to allow people to be less dismissive of the people they're seeking help from. Right. And be more autonomous in that, in their health, healing, wellness journey. Nice. And just using the physician, nutritionist, dietitian. Yeah. Chiropractor, massage therapist, whoever you want, whoever yeah. you're going to, um, as like, just like a, a textbook, like an information source, mm-hmm. a person who has done the studying, yeah, but can't fix your body if you don't want to fix your own body. Exactly. So, yeah, I feel like that's something where like everyone wants something to complain about. Yeah. That if there is like a clear solution to what's going on, they're going to be like, well, no, because then I have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do if I'm fixed? Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And you see a lot of people in like, um, well, and this kind of comes with power of words, too. I had a friend in, so I went to see her in February 2020. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was really bad. Like, I hadn't gotten into fitness yet. I got into fitness again in March 2020. Right. And so I was just, like, really low, not, not like, in my life. Yeah. Um, a little bit depressed, and then fucking COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. That did wonders for the old mental health. Good, good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I said something about my body, how I look like a beat. Oh, like, I don't like this photo of me. I look like a whale. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I said something along those lines. Yeah. And she said, you stop that right now. Yeah. And it took me by surprise. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can talk about myself any way I want. And she's like, no, if any other person said that about you, I would have shut them down. I'm doing the same for you. I love that. It was really, yeah, it was like a, it was like a shocking, like, I can say what I want. Like, what do you mean? But that's such a good way to put that is like, if you wouldn't want other people saying this about you, then don't say it about yourself. Yeah. Like, think of yourself as if you were a friend. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Put it into that context. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, it's got me thinking. It really did. It shifted my mind. It was like very kind of like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I'm just being a whiny, a whiny bitch. Like I should actually do something about this. Oh yeah. And talking negative about myself for years and years and years Mm -hmm. isn't going to solve my issues. Exactly. And so March I got into fitness and then April the world (laughs) shut down and I was like, well, okay. (laughs) Great. That was a darn Fantastic. That's what we love to see. Now I'm motivated to go to the gym and I can't. <laughs> yeah. Finally getting my shit together. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that's like kind of the next point I have on here is like your choice of language. Um, I think I missed some words. Uh, your choice of language kind of can impact how another person feels and how they perceive the events around them. Mm-hmm. So um people attach certain perceptions with certain words even if that term is like quote-unquote neutral yeah and so there was a study done um where like an unclear medical um outcome was perceived as negative when the word cause was used like this was caused by this yeah instead of 
it was produced okay. by this. So it was just kind of like switching. Yeah. And like language sh- plays such a huge role in all of our human interactions. So if we use more positive language, we can reduce conflict, improve communication, increase optimism in others, and portray yourself as like credible and respectable. Yeah. And just, yeah, create more good feelings. And so no wonder people are so sensitive. I'm going to sound like a fucking senior citizen when I say that. (laughs) Back in my day, kids weren't so sensitive. Them fucking snowflakes. (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out. With everyone having such fear of communication Mm -hmm. and everything is digital and everything is text. Yeah. You are perceiving those words without any tone. Yes. Tone is huge. So there's no human connection. Yeah. This goes back to the whole, you're like, you see a period, you're like, pissed. Yes. I like... The miscommunications that happen, like, over text for me are, like, like so, so often and so huge over just, like, mm-hmm. little things. Yeah. Like, I really have to work to be, like, they're not mad at me. Why How- do I think they're mad at me? It's just a sentence. conversation with that same person, mm-hmm. it's fine. And you can even double it into, like, um, with facial expressions, for example. Like, yeah. my voice tends to be very, like, straight. Yeah. Very um, monotone. No, I wouldn't say monotone. Not monotone. Yeah. Just direct, like very... Okay, yeah. Like, to the point... Yeah. ...where sometimes it can be abrasive. Yeah. Right? And so on the phone, if I'm processing something, I go quiet. I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I do the same okay. thing. And if that person didn't see my face, they could think like, oh, she's over this conversation. She's shutting down. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't want... She just doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had to actively think about that when I was on the phone planning for my friend's bachelorette party yeah we were on the phone talking about the, her like her ideas and i was like processing them mm-hmm. and i had to like step outside my body for a second and be like kayla fix your voice yeah like yeah because i've noticed that like like if i say something mm-hmm. that i'm like nervous about saying and then the other person is silent because most often they're processing and usually that's what happened to me is like if someone says something and i'm like I need to think about it. I need to process it. I need to fully understand what's going on before I can reply. Yeah. But if they're silent to me, I freak out. I'm like, this conversation is done. They don't want to hear from me. Yeah. This is we're over, like, see and ever kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I go full doom and I'm like, they're probably just processing. Like, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. But. And so that's where the whole, like, what I was saying earlier, like, language is, like, so separate from all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's the, the energy, the tone around these words. Yeah, that is what's truly making the impact. Literally. And so when you're having a conversation face to face with someone, yeah. you get such a different experience than you have that same conversation over text. Yeah. And there's no emojis. Yeah. Just punctuation. Well, and text. And even like Bryce and I, we're um, talking about how we need to communicate better. And so because <laughs> your girl doesn't communicate. Um, <laughs> but, I'll, I'll, you wouldn't know that yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. We can communicate everything. I can communicate pretty good behind the screen. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm so scared of confrontation. But it's like, Bryce is like, sometimes you need to tell me to just like, fuck off. Like, stand up for yourself. Say it like you're fine. Yeah. And so then we like, whatever, we worked it out. And then it was like. Okay, now tell me to fuck off. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I was like, no, I love you. And he was like, no, fuck off. And I was like, no, I'm not finishing a fight by saying fuck off. Yeah. I was like, no, I would be saying I love you. He's like, well, sometimes I mean the same thing. And I was like, the words are different. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off does not mean I love you. Yeah. 
I don't, that's, I do not hear I love you when you say that. (laughs) Like, you need to say I love you and then I can tell you to fuck off. Like, if that's how this works. But I need to hear I love you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but again, I was like, what perfect timing for the power of words. Like, that's exactly it. Like, yes, that might mean whatever for you. Yeah. But for me, I'm not hearing I love you. Yeah. Those words don't mean that. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, no, we cannot use that. But I can't really go into, like, the vibration of those words. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, you're on crack. Well, actually. (laughs) Um, So I was reading about the vibration of apples, and it told me that that word is a negative vibration. (laughs) (laughs) But I get where Bryce is coming from for, like, Mm real-life terms, right? Yeah. He is, I mean, I, I don't think it's the same thing, but you do need to stand up for yourself. And oh, be 100%. Like, not now. Like, yeah. You got to give me a beat. Like, I'm gonna, like, I'm going to crack otherwise. Exactly. And just like, yeah, no, I get it. I do need to do that. But I like, I don't know if it's because I don't curse a lot that like I attach like a stronger meaning to them. Very, yeah, very much so probably. Because- Whereas like he's blue collar. They just scream curse words all day at work. Yeah. So it's like he's detached from them yeah. or whatever. Like, well, I can see that because even like the way I communicate with some people in my life, mm-hmm. it threw you off guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were just swearing at your parents. And I was like, oh, and, and that sounds worse than it was. Alive? That sounds, it sounds worse than. But you weren't like, fuck you, mom. It yeah. was just like in a conversation. Yeah. It, they were just words. Yeah, right. You guys fuck off or something like that. Yeah. Like someone made a, a stupid joke and I was like, oh, fuck off. Well, even your mom said it. And I was like. <laughs> What am I witnessing? Yeah. And that threw you like it really did. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, we don't curse like sailors or anything, but no. But no, it's just it, it's a normal, it's just a word. Yeah, they were just words, but they yeah. were always they were given the bad connotation, the negative connotation throughout my growing up. So now they're yeah. bad words. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um But you can even like relate this almost back to like relationship with food where there's like they're trying to get rid of the like good versus bad food and like getting rid of like the good versus bad words like they're just words or like it's just food like you need it to live yeah like and that's the balance i'm trying to struggle with right now like mm-hmm. i'm trying to no i'm i am struggling with <laughs> i want to struggle with this <laughs> i'm actively seeking out to struggle with this <laughs> my life is too easy i need to struggle yeah <laughs> That no one ever. <laughs> yeah, but in studying holistic nutrition, right? You learn about that these food vibrations are good, these ones are bad. Mm-hmm. But how do you not say good or bad? Yes. How do you say food is just food and you need to eat it anyways? Yeah. Or if you have the choice, yeah. Don't go fries, go like like carrots. Yeah. Yeah. How do you it's do like, that without creating that good versus bad? It's such a weird balance. Mm-hmm. But it's a balance, right? <laughs> yeah. As we know, like, we can just end the podcast here. We don't even make it to September. <laughs> yeah. Balance, balance, balance. balance vibration, balance. vibration, vibration. <laughs> We've taken, if you've gotten anything from the last month of episodes, it's <laughs> balance, energy, vibrations. We promise when we plan, we'll switch it up a bit more. <laughs> yeah. We'll be a little bit more out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But something I feel like we need to touch on in this episode that we've been dancing around is, like, the power of affirmations. Yeah. Because those have really, like... Those have skyrocketed. Yeah. They've kind of, like, taken the world by storm. Yeah. And again, that can be something you're like, oh, this is BS, or, Mm -hmm. oh, this is changing my life. Yeah. Which I'm kind of... I struggle so hard 
with seriously saying an affirmation yeah. to my face in the mirror. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is stupid. But like, why I can do just you think it. Yeah. Right. Why is it a struggle? Is why? It yeah. Conditioning, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Is it um, constantly being told that you should hate yourself because of X, Y, Z? And so now exactly. it just feels weird. Yeah. But in psychology, that's literally what like cognitive behavioral therapy does. Literally. Is like affirmations. Yeah. Not I'm loved, I'm worthy necessarily, but like, but I even can if, do this. Like, yeah, we do so much with affirmations, like even in the movie The Help. Yeah. What is it like? I am strong. I am love. You was you, kind. You was import, smart. You was important. important. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's affirmations. Those are things that people need to hear so that they develop that positive voice in their head that's telling them, yes, I can do this. Yes, it's scary. Yeah. But I can do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. But yeah, you feel, I agree. Cause I feel like pathetic. Yeah. When I'm I like, say it. Like, well, it's almost like I get secondhand embarrassment yeah, exactly. from myself. Exactly. But I feel like I've heard so many good things and I believe that they could do that, but I don't have the confidence. Well, that's why I think I like symbol is, symbols better. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a symbol of like, okay, yeah, you're on the right path. Like, you're good. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you're okay. Like, keep going. Like, when I see like, an angel numbers. I, that's yeah. why I, I hold value for angel numbers so right. much. It's just like another form of a positive affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Help me having to sit in the mirror being like, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Speaking of angel numbers, um, Bryce and I did an escape room for our anniversary, and the total came to 6660. And I was like, I don't think we could do this anymore. (laughs) But luckily, they were just rounding up because the actual total is 6659. That's what they actually charged me. And I was like, Thank goodness I was about to be real afraid <laughs> of being locked in a room when I paid sixty six sixty to get locked in there. <laughs> but yeah, we survived, so that's yep. good. Um, but yeah, back to affirmations. Yeah. So there's a self-affirmation theory from 1988, which is like the key psychological theory behind positive self-affirmations. And so there's three ideas within that theory that kind of help us understand how affirmations work. And so the first is that through self-affirmations, we keep up a global narrative about ourselves, which contributes to our self-identity. So basically, our self-identity is flexible and it allows us to see ourselves in many different lights, which helps us think positively about all the different aspects of us and helps us to adapt to new and different situations better so it's kind of the, like, I can do this. Yeah. You create the identity of, like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Um, the second is that self-affirmation theory argues that maintaining self-identity is not about being, like, exceptional, perfect, or excellent. We just need to be competent and adequate <laughs> in the areas that we personally value. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be competent and adequate in um, areas that you value. Yeah. I just need to be competent and adequate in the areas that I value in order to be moral, flexible, and good by my own definition kind of thing. So it's like making sure you're prioritizing what's important to you. Um, And the third is that we maintain self-integrity by acting authentically instead of searching for praise. Yeah. And so the example that was given with this one was saying the affirmation, I am a responsible godmother, not because we want to be praised for being a responsible godmother, but because we kind of want to like i want to be a responsible godmother so by saying that i am i will then like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing yeah yeah which makes sense um 
And there's actually MRI evidence suggesting that there are certain neural pathways that are increased when people practice self-affirmations, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's the whole, like, you're stimulating your brain in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right? And, again, cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy does that for personality shifts. Yeah. For the same reason. You're getting out of this, like, for depression, for example. Yeah. Low vibration, low stimulation in the brain. Yeah. To, like, actually bringing in, like, activity and lighting it up and... Yeah, using it. Using your neurons. Stimulation. And, yeah. Yeah. Making everything more exciting and perceiving life to be more exciting. Yeah. I added cognitive restructuring to our um, our topic list because so much of what we've talked about kind of relates back to, like, actually restructuring the way you think. Yeah. Which is sick nar. Um, <laughs> every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to tell us about some benefits of daily affirmations? Or do you want me to just go for it so you have yeah, a voice? Yeah, I'm my voice. You okay. can go for this one. I, okay. Yeah. Um, so some benefits are that they've been shown to decrease health deteriorating stress, um, which is basically just stress because any stress will cause your health to deteriorate. <laughs> yep. Um, they've been used to effectively... They've been used effectively in interventions that led people to increase their physical behavior... I didn't fully understand that, but I feel like it's more of like a you saying, oh, I look like a whale. And then they'll be like, no, don't. And then you started working out because you realized. Because you I wanted to work out, not mm-hmm. because I thought myself as a whale. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, they help us perceive otherwise threatening messages with less resistance and defensiveness. So by saying like, oh, I'm good, blah, 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 whatever, your self-talk is better so that when you are perceived with a threatening situation, you have the confirmation to stand up for yourself. Yeah confirmation confidence i mean confirmation could work <laughs> definitely not the like, word i, I meant can, to say i can i can i can i can say this for sure yeah. <laughs> um, so we're also more likely to respond to health messages with the intention to change for the better so by thinking positively about whatever like oh my body is strong i can get through this like yeah um that line of thinking well, it's shifting out of imposter syndrome into mm-hmm. doing it like, oh, I don't know. I'm a fraud. I don't know my work. Exactly. It's like I studied four years of this. I know. I know I, what I'm I know doing. What I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, It's been positively linked to academic achievement, which is the same kind of thing. Yeah. Um, It has lowered stress and rumination, which I feel like has been mentioned already. Um, And then it makes us feel more resilient to difficulties when they arise because we believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. And so kind of the only kind of affirmations that I've ever really practiced are like healing health affirmations mm-hmm. because which is weird for me. Hey, um, <laughs> I would, based on how you talk about health, I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger and I would get the flu or whatever, my dad would always come down and would talk to me and be like, tell yourself like your body is strong. Like you're not sick. You're healthy. You can get through this. Like trick your body into thinking you're fine yeah kind of thing yeah which is kind of fun so now whenever i'm like feel like i'm getting sick i'm like i'm not sick i'm healthy i'm strong i can get through this i don't need to throw up yeah i did that a lot at work yeah <laughs> i'd be like no i'm fine i'm strong i'm healthy i'm good well, i've done that before where i'm like i feel like i push i mentally push off any form of illness mm-hmm. like i don't got time for this right now like no yeah. i gotta get through this first like that's exactly that sucks immune system you better power through a little bit more you've got to do this but then i find like excuse me i don't really find like 
while I'm saying that any noticeable change. But I know that as soon as I say, oh, I am sick, I get so sick. Like, as soon as I admit it, it hits me like a truck. Yeah. Well, and that's what happens. Yeah. It's what happens, too, with, like, we're talking placebo versus nocebo. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't really define that. Placebo is, like, you're given a fake pill and it heals you. Yeah. And nocebo is the same thing. You're given this pill. And it's like, you're going to get cancer from taking this. And they actually do get cancer from taking it. Wow. And it's like the whole, like, the whole perception of it and whatever you perceive it to happen, yeah. happens. And so with words, and I was saying earlier, like, you get this horrible diagnosis. Yeah. And you're like, no, I've got another 15 years in me. Yeah. And that person lasts 15 years. That's crazy. Because their mind's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to mm-hmm. listen to that. So that's the whole phenomenon of energy, I guess, that people are debating. Yeah. And there is actually a, a medical doctor in the UK, I cannot remember where, Yeah, who heals with placebo. Oh, that's cool. They go to him knowing that they're going to get a sugar pill. Yeah. But it heals everyone. Well, it tricks them just enough into believing that they can do it, well, it's right? Well, emotions. You're taking this pill. I'm going to yeah. be better when I take this. Yeah. I they don't care if it's medicinal or not. Mm-hmm. It's... A literally a sugar pill and it's like the the value they hold on that yeah heals them yeah no kidding i have um yeah i'll, I'll find it i have to figure out which article it is again but i have my medical anthropology textbook and it has so sick chock full of studies like that mm-hmm. i love it medical anthropology was so exciting to so interesting because especially yeah placebo no I, I love the whole right concept of it yeah no I kidding can't, i can't be sick right now so i'm not gonna get sick yeah it's bonkers power of words (laughs) well and the only thing that i'm like struggling with right now is like i recently had um a friend pass away from cancer but for the whole thing they were very like positive and hopeful through it yeah so it was it was shocking because i was like well they had the proper mindset but they had to it had to kind of have a point though where you kind of you get tired right yeah i think that's probably what i had a very close family member who I think was that she fought mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. And then just it just kind of hit a point where your like, fight's over, right? Yeah. And that could be I mean, some people are like, oh, it's not it's not that um big of a deal. It's just <clears throat> bodies it just happens, right? Yeah. But there's a reason why someone with like you have one year to live mm-hmm. lives for another ten years. Yeah. You can't tell me it's not mindset. Oh, right. Right? Yeah. You can't tell me that. That person didn't have a goal they wanted to reach yeah. or wanted to experience, a life experience. Like Exactly. You're not done fighting yet, so you're not going to... You're not going to finish fighting until exactly. you're done. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's what I think, With I, I, not just the one family, many of my family members who have been yeah. sick and held on to sickness for a long time. Yeah. And then finally... The, We're like... The, you, you, you fall into it, right? We're not mm-hmm. immortal. Oh, yeah. But it's... The mindset you go into these things with. Yeah, definitely. That really just shape your experience and your well-being mm-hmm. overall. As well, you yeah. can see. Well, and how long would they have lasted if they hadn't had that hopeful mindset, right? Like, exactly. What could, like, yeah. If you don't have something to live for. Then, well, and especially then. with this individual, um, religion was very important to them. So the thought of going to heaven was yeah. 
like exciting for them. It was like, I get to meet God. I'm like, yeah, not excited because obviously they're dying and they're going to miss their well, earthly like, family. Like, yeah, but it's sucks, like, but I have something to look forward to. Yeah. There's something on the other side that made it easier. Right. Yeah. So it's comforting. And like my great grandma, her release mm-hmm. was that she saw her, her dead husband. Oh yeah. And she's like, he came to say hello and he came to collect me and I want to go now. Yeah. Two, oh, who's gonna two, argue with that two days later i think yeah. she like caught it was either a day later or like two days later yeah well and even, she goes even that could be like the affirmation of like i'm okay yeah i'm okay with what's happening yeah i accept it obviously i would do it differently if i had the choice but i don't so i'm okay with where i'm at right now exactly yeah yeah um so on those sad notes uh <laughs> but it's i is it's 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 sad, but it's whatever you again, whatever you whatever perceive you make it to it. be, right? Yeah. I have grown up with a very raw and realistic experiences with death. It's not mm-hmm. sad or scary to me because it just happens. Yeah. Right. And so that has given me a lot of grace to like live in the moment and mm-hmm. not take anything for granted and exactly experience live while you want life to live and love while you felt love to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful sentence that I can't say normally. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> no, it is very true. But it's just how you shape your perception. If you live in fear your entire life and try to live in a bubble, mm-hmm. what life is that? It's it's not the quality, right? right? Like, like you're gonna die anyways. Yeah, you're just gonna die sad. You or might you're die well, happy. Yeah, live a life that you love, so that when you die, you're surrounded by friends and family who love you, and like you have this legacy, and you had stories, and you lived your full life. Yeah. Right? Like, whatever you want that to be. Yeah, whatever that looks like for each person. Your full life is traveling the world. Do it. Travel your the world. Full life is having 45 kids and have 45 kids. <laughs> Literally. You... Like, there's no one stopping you. Yeah. Like, grace <laughs> to your income. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. And your body. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything has your birth. Uh, true. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different thing. But mm-hmm. live your life to what? fulfills you the most exactly and that kind of goes with the last point that i want to talk about which is that it's important that you're affirming things that reflect your core personal values and the affirmation should be targeted at actions that you can take to reinforce yourself of identity uh your sense of self-identity sorry yeah um and the article that i actually pulled this from has lists of affirmations at the end of it so if you want we can share the article um and you can start like practicing affirmations if you do like if you're just looking for somewhere to start, they have like lists and lists and lists for like certain things for like health, mm-hmm. love, pets, jobs, personal, like they had a ton of different ones. Yeah, we can link that that one. We can link Dr. Emoto stuff in the description mm-hmm. below. And the other studies, you have the other studies, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We can link all those um, studies into our description so you can check them out for yourself. Yeah. Okay. So for our segment today, we're doing uh, food quirks. Uh, funny ways we eat food, basically. Yeah. Um, this came from like I sent Journey a TikTok, or you sent me a TikTok of like the way this girl eats colored candies. Oh yeah, and she like she pairs them up and then she eats them down until they're all the same number. Yeah, and like continuous and, and so then on just so eats them until there's like one left, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so Journey and I we've talked about this because I'm just particular about certain things mm-hmm. and so is she <laughs> yeah um for different reasons yeah but we're just gonna share some of our food quirks and processes yeah and then you guys can share 
yours and or judge us for ours. Yeah. Can you relate? Or, <laughs> or are we off the wall? Or roast us in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call this Relater Roast. <laughs> That's actually a good name. I'm writing that down. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so my first one is I eat my colored candies or like flavored candies, like think of like Walsh's fruit snacks mm-hmm. from my least favorite to my most favorite. Okay, and I eat the orange ones first because they're my least favorite. And then I try to create a pattern of the other ones. See, my for Walsh's, those, the orange ones are my favorite. I saved those ones for really? last. Really? Oh my gosh, they're so gross. I love them. Oh, okay. That's weird. <laughs> like, no offense. I'll, just take, I'll take your orange ones. It's okay. Okay, that's... Oh, man. You can have my grape We're ones. We're so complimentary. <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I like eat them in a pattern, but the pattern is like specific to each bag. Like, I make up a new pattern for each thing. And then with Skittles, I like to eat like two at a time to find like which color flavors like taste the best together at least skittles they're all the same flavor probably apparently i don't and then it's just color that i think it's just makes mental it, yeah oh my goodness we should do a blind taste test skittles okay yeah yeah because apparently it, yeah i heard that somewhere and apparently that's a thing honestly that makes sense yeah because i feel like only the lemon one really tastes different yeah. like the yellow one yeah Okay, we'll do a blind taste test and we'll let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we'll film it and share it. Yeah. Um, oh, I Here's- put mustard on everything. Yeah. There's some things, a lot of them make sense. Okay, I thought of you. I was watching a YouTuber okay. and one of her pregnancy cravings was mustard on mac and cheese. Like craft dinner oh, mac yeah, and I've cheese. I've done that. And I thought of you immediately. <laughs> her like... Um, her boyfriend was like, what the heck is this? This is disgusting. Like, That's get this out of my face. And I just thought of Journey. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Journey's definitely done that. Yeah. That's what I ate in Mexico. It was just like, I sent my mom a Snapchat and I just had like a plate of fries with mustard. And she's like, you have all the food available to you and you choose fries with mustard? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I, once upon a time I would call you psychopath for that. I do like mustard now. Mm-hmm. But not to the same extent that no. you do. I, dude, love it. I think I just yeah. really enjoy the vinegar in it. Yeah. I See, th- I'm, I'm not a big vinegar person. Oh, big vinegar girl over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one I get roasted for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. When people actually pay attention. <laughs> so when I have a Kit Kat or a Ferrero Rocher, I eat the chocolate around the wafer first. Oh. And then I eat the wafer. That is psychopathic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll break it off by bar by bar, so I'm not, like, biting the whole okay, bar good. of the Kit Kat. That's yeah. psychopathic. We might have needed to stop being friends if that was... <laughs> no, break it off bar by bar. But then I'll... For Kit Kat, for example, I'll break the bar, and then there's, like, a lip mm-hmm. of chocolate, because mm-hmm. it's slightly angled. And so I find that lip, I break off that chocolate all around the Kit Kat, scrape off the top and the bottom, and then eat the wafer. See, I feel like I do that, too, but it's, like... I bite it, and then I, like, peel off the chocolate inside my mouth, kind of. That and then weirder. I Well, it's not... I don't. I haven't eaten a Kit Kat in so long. I have no idea how I eat it. But that's because yeah. I kind of have feelings of that. But then, yeah, for Rocher, same thing. Like, you eat the chocolate around the wafer, and then with that one, I'll crack the wafer open, because it's in two parts. Right. And then I'll lick out the, the hazelnut filling and then eat the wafer. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I just eat them. 
Yeah, I get roasted for those ones quite a bit. When, That's fair. When people pay attention. <laughs> I don't have this one on my list, but I just thought of it. When I eat goldfish crackers, I try to, like, break them, like, line yeah. them up on my molars, and I, like, break them along the seam, or I bite off their tails first, oh, and see, then I, like, I do wait, that. I'll, I'll do that outside. Like, I'll bite it off, like... Oh, really? Separate it like that. Yeah. Oh, it bugs me too much when they don't break evenly that I just have to do it in my mouth so I can just eat it really quickly. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Um, okay, I put... Um, my favorite snack as a kid was butter on saltine crackers. See, I just don't like... Like, cold butter makes me gag a little bit. <laughs> and so, like, on saltines, it's just, like, a big gag. Yeah. Like, on, like, a little bit on sourdough, I like. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a finished rye bread. I yeah. like that. But, I don't know, the thought of it on saltines is, like, oh, triggers my gag reflex. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I would go to my grandma's, and that was my favorite snack, because she always had saltines, and she loves butter. Yeah. So, galore. It was so good. It's fun. Um... When I have a plate of food, I tend to eat it from, like, my least favorite to favorite again. Mm-hmm. So, the last taste in my mouth is my favorite thing on my plate. Yeah. But more often than not, I make bowls. I make a lot of bowls. Oh, yes. Mediterranean bowls, poke bowls, da da da, da. Yeah. And that rule does not apply to bowls. Really? I'll design the bowls. I'll make them really pretty. Like, for a poke bowl, for example. Mm-hmm. I like making it nice and colorful. Yeah. And then I mix it all together and eat it, like... Oh. This giant bowl of mush. Interesting. Rather than keeping them separate and eating it favorite to least favorite. Yeah, I feel like with bowls it is different. But even then, like if there's something in the bowl that I don't like, I'll try and kind of like put it on my fork with something that I do like. Okay. So that it's like not all bad. Yeah. You know? But um, my next one is that if you put corn and chili and you call it taco soup, I will love it. But if you just call it chili, it's dead to me and I will not eat it. That is, like, the weirdest thing. Like, when Jenny first told me that, I was like, shut up. Like, there's no way. Literally, because I was like, I never liked chili growing up. And then my grandma introduced me to taco soup. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I love taco soup. And then when I was living, like, when I started living with Bryce and I was making taco soup, he's like, this is just how my family makes chili. Yeah. Like, just call it chili. And I was like, yeah. no. Because then I tried to make chili, like, with chili seasoning. And I was just like, no, this is so gross. I can't eat this. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? It's corn. It's and taco so, seasoning. It's so weird. It's like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's probably one of my quirkiest. Well, it's like the same thing. Like you say you hate chai tea. And then you yeah. got this one chai tea brand that you would love. Yeah. It's like, a dirty chai tea. <laughs> Shut up. I don't hate chai tea journey. Like I'm just picky. I sounded like, like a Gavin. Yeah. This was in a group chat and Gavin's like, whoa, Michaela getting kind of mean. <laughs> I was like, no, Jordan does this all the time. Where she's like, I hate this thing. And then but I, I love something. it. It's the same thing. I'm like, then you don't hate the thing. You just are very particular. <laughs> What's the whole mind over matter? I prefer it called blah, 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 whatever than yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I Stupid. hate chai. And I'm like, you, you love have this chai tea. tea. <laughs> You can't say Get that. Get out of here. Like, like, well, yeah. I don't like to try at work. And I'm like, then you're picky with your chai. Yeah. <laughs> Just say that. <laughs> but I'm never going to order chai going somewhere because I know it's not going to taste like the tea that I have. Except you did in, in Halifax. Didn't you? No, my mom did. I got her to oh, order it. I got okay. her to order a maple chai. Ah, that's it. Because okay. I knew that that's good and popular with everyone else. And I was like, you're going to love it. That's it. My yeah. bad. <laughs> 
Yes. I was like, what? I did? A ground beef and asparagus give me headaches, so I don't like eating them. Yeah. Why asparagus? Not a clue. Yeah, I can't tell why asparagus, but... It's gross. Like beef, I guess maybe maybe it doesn't digest well for you. That maybe could be. asparagus for you is like bananas for me. Yeah. Well, I've never liked ground beef. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, oh, like ground beef gives me a headache. Everyone's like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, yes, it does. And then asparagus, like Bryce loves asparagus, but I never cook it because it, it makes me like sick to eat it. Well, you can just cook it and not eat it. Well, it feels wasteful. My mom loves asparagus. My dad likes broccoli. My mom makes broccoli for my dad and she makes asparagus for herself. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> not that dedicated. <laughs> Um, here's my next one. I hate McDonald's. I think yeah. everything tastes like plastic or oil. Yeah. As we had in my description the other day, it was the worst $8 I've ever spent in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, there's nothing about it that I like. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from my mom had gallstones taken out when I was a kid and she brings these things home and shows yeah. it to us. <laughs> and she's like, this is what happens when you eat too much McDonald's. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. I was seven years old. Yeah. And it's like, it's been dead to me ever since. That'll do it. And now I've tried to go in with like a neutral mindset. I just can't. I just hate it. Yeah. I hate the oil. I hate the, there's no flavor. Yeah. I just think it's disgusting. Yeah. I like, (laughs) the last time I had a McDonald's beef burger, I had to lay on my bed and just like breathe through the amount of pain I was experiencing. I was like, that was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. But I don't mind their chicken and I love their fries. Yeah. No, I the fries are the most disgusting part. Really? Oh no, they're 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 literally my favorite fries. No, they're dog shit. Oh my gosh. I, That's so weird, hey. I hate it. Yeah. <sighs> no, I love them. They're my favorite they were fries. Slightly better than the chicken nuggets, but I just it's just not. Yeah. It's not it for me. Yeah. Graylin and my cousin watched a video when they were younger of like how chicken nuggets got made. And I don't think Graylin has ever touched a McDonald's chicken nugget after that. Yeah. No, it's, it's like no. Chicken nuggets and sausage are just two things that are just made disgusting. Well, those are two videos I'm just never going to watch because <laughs> I am not going to be able to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> that will not be good for me. Nope. <laughs> um, on that topic, if I get a weird smell when I'm cooking, the whole meal is dead to me. Yeah, that's what I... When you told me that, it's really intense. Like, it's... I hate it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'll be making... The, and it happened with the yummy salmon bowl that I was making a little while ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And I don't know if I just didn't have one ingredient or I used something else. And I made it and I got a weird smell and I, I it's dead to me, which is so sad because it was one of my favorite meals. Oh, yeah, you like made them all the time. All the time. And it was so quick and easy and fresh. Yeah. So that's kind of devastating. I guess you have to make it, tweak it so it's like taco soup. Yeah, literally. I'll just add some corn. Yeah. <laughs> You can. <laughs> that would actually be really good. You can. That would it's... be really good. <laughs> so check back in. Yeah. Um, I hate like diet sodas or anything with like artificial sweeteners in it, mm-hmm. and like the aspartame specifically that's like used for a sweetener. There, yeah, it gives me a headache like instantly. Yeah, even with gum, like I can't like chewing oh, really? gum immediate headache now interesting unless it's like so specific yeah sometimes i can fight through it but it's just it absolutely disgusts me yeah i don't notice the aspartame flavoring in things but i do notice when it's like an artificial sweetener like stevia or something well stevia is not artificial really (laughs) 
that's stupid. I thought it was like like a fake thing and everyone was like so excited because it's quote unquote not sugar, but it's actually not better for you. No, stevia is a real thing. It's not artificial. Stevia is from like the leaves of a plant. Oh, what the heck? But it does taste like a hundred times sweeter than sugar. Yeah, I do. I can pick that out. Yeah. Of things. But that's so um, aspartame, sucralose, pretty sure sucralose, um, xylitol. Mm-hmm. Those are all like artificial sweeteners that have been right. made to mimic like stevia. Yeah. Well, that was like mom was telling me when we were younger because we were like a no sugar household. Someone was like, oh my goodness, I made you these muffins. They have no sugar. And they're like, okay, awesome. And like tried them. And, or she was, the lady was still talking. She's like, yeah, like I use corn syrup instead. And mom was worse. Mom and I were like, that's not better. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> you know, corn syrup isn't any better because it's just so processed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but stevia is a natural, it's from a, it's from a leaf. Oh, what the heck? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, Another thing, fun fact, those artificial sweeteners, they actually mess up mess up with your insulin so it's actually not any better for you yeah they're really bad yeah yeah and it's like the aspartame as we talked about it's excitatory so like cause like neuronal death oh jeez louise because it overexcites your brain and yeah well that's fun um so (laughs) just drink the full sugar coke (laughs) yeah just yeah that is fair um my next one is that i hate ketchup but i love ketchup chips i was like you hate peanut butter but you like Peanut sauce. That was my yeah. next one. Is that I hate <laughs> peanut butter, but I love peanut sauce on noodles and peanut M and M's. You like the Bliss bars, which had like chocolate peanut butter mm. and so. coconut. Like three of my least favorite things. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and it was like all together. That, that was all of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they just kind of like. Oh, there was enough of each flavor to kind of like mute the other flavors, so it wasn't just like one flavor that I hated, but it was just, like, a muted all of the flavors that I hated that made it good. I don't know. And honey. There was honey in there, too. Oh. The only thing I liked that was in there was just the almonds and the oats. <laughs> On their own. <laughs> um, yeah. But you had a bliss bar, like, every single shift. For a while. For, like, five months straight. Literally. They were so good. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So that checks off my... It's ketchup, but love ketchup chips. I don't love love chocolate, and I don't like peanut butter, but I love peanut sauce on noodles and peanut M&M's. Unless all three of those things... No, not ketchup. Not ketchup. <laughs> it's in a plus bar. <laughs> so, yeah, riddle me that one. I Yeah, I... That's why I don't, like, believe anything with drinks, because I don't like something. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. You either haven't had it made in a way that you enjoyed, mm-hmm. or it smelt weird to you. But you actually, it's not that you don't like the ingredient, it's whatever surroundings <laughs> happened before you consumed that ingredient. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of, like, baked cakes or buttercream frosting. Interesting. Unless it's from, like, a very specific location. Mm-hmm. And it's not a universal location. It's this one local spot in town. Yeah. That makes the best cupcakes I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And that's the only baked cake that I really enjoy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not a cake person either. That's why last year, I mean, last year when you said like, oh, like what, um, what cake should I get you for your birthday? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nothing like Please vanilla don't. chocolate or whatever. <laughs> Give me like an ice cream cake, a cheesecake, yeah. tiramisu cake. Like, I yeah. love that kind of stuff. Those but, are all really, yeah. And that's the same kind of thing where I'm like, I'd much rather take an ice cream cake over like a regular cake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, my last one is that I will always eat my fries smallest to biggest 
And so there's only a few left. And then I eat them by size. So I'll like match up two that I think are the same size and then I'll eat those two until I get to the longest fry. Interesting. Yeah. Every single time without fail. I've seen people. Uh, yeah. A lot of deal like for the fries. I like to eat the soggy ones first and the crunchy ones last. Oh, because I like the crunchy ones. Most, yeah. Best. I've seen people like debate that on the internet and stuff too. Yeah. No, I will literally like dig through my pile of fries for the smallest ones. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. Devoted. <laughs> yeah. Devoted. <laughs> Dedicated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Starbucks espresso tastes stale. I'm not a fan. Oh, that's probably why I like it. Like, <laughs> I learned that I really only like the milk in, yeah. like, lattes. Yeah. Like, that's why I like them. Yeah. See, I know. I think that the, the espresso tastes like cardboard. Oh, interesting. So, I'm not a fan of Starbucks espresso. And so, when I get something from Starbucks, it's usually, like, a matcha. Mm-hmm. So. Have you tried, like, different roasts? Or just all of it? Just whatever they use for their espresso tastes stale. Oh, because I find, like, with Tim Hortons, their regular roast, I don't like. It's too, like sweet almost yeah and then if you get like a double double it's like so sweet yeah. but if you get the dark roast then it's a little bit better no i've just become a snob with like my coffee especially <laughs> yeah that's fair i was a little bit of a snob before the um before working in the coffee shop mm-hmm. and then like even our espresso that we use it's not my favorite yeah but i think it's so much better than a starbucks oh interesting and I know you disagree with uh, that. Yeah, vehemently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that. But I just, I just, I don't like the, it tastes yeah, like cardboard. It's just preferences. Yeah. It tastes like cardboard to me. I've never, and their oat milk, whatever they use, it also tastes like cardboard. It's just not good. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's fair. So a coconut milk iced matcha is kind of my, the only thing I get there from there now. That's what's good. Or frap. That's just like sugar. Yeah, that's just cream you and want, sugar. Yeah, you want a milkshake with that's a little bit of coffee flavor. what I love. Yeah. <laughs> they always throw me off when they're like, do you want it coffee based or cream based? And I'm like, if you want want to taste like coffee or not. Yeah, I'm like, please put coffee in my frap. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because people don't like that, right? I know. It's just weird because I'm like, I thought that was just an ingredient. Yeah, I thought the whole point of a frap is a blended coffee. Well, yeah, I made that mistake when I ordered the vanilla bean frap. People have made it like milkshakes, though. Oh my gosh, it was disgusting. I used to like that. I loved that as a kid. Yeah, I feel like as a kid it would be really good, but I was expecting like... It was like a vanilla milkshake. Yeah. But so sweet. And then yeah. I said yes to the whipped cream, and I was like, wow, I'm going to be riding this sugar high for a minute. Strawberries and cream is also really sweet, and that's like oh, a, that like a strawberry. Yummy. Yeah. But you can't do that with coffee. I feel like strawberries and coffee. That'd be kind of gross. You can do like a strawberry matcha. Ooh. Ooh, strawberry matcha frap. Mm-hmm. Mm, deadly. Well, down for it. And my last one, I'm going to say, I'm a little bit of a water snob. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Um, reverse osmosis filters make my tongue like dry. Mm hmm. I'm not snobby enough to, like, not drink the water. Yeah. But I definitely notice it that I don't like like that. Yeah. And then there's, like, um, tap water does the same thing. Tap water is gross. If I can taste chlorine or fluoride in the water, I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, But again, I'm more of a hydration snob than I am a water snob. And so. Yeah. Bryce and I went to a restaurant and I couldn't drink the water because it, there was so much iron in it. You could, mm. like, smell the iron, and it just tasted like a bloody nose. Yeah. I was like, I cannot drink this. Like, this is disgusting. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. Like, you're serving this to customers? Yeah. Like, that's gross. How do you not notice? Well, they may, may not be able to do anything about it. Yeah, I guess so. Right? But I feel like, could you not put a Brita filter or something? Like, there's... To, to filter out the minerals, I don't know. 
Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. It was just so strong. I was like, there's got to be something you can do to fix this. Yeah. But. I don't know. Whatever. The snobbiest of snob. The most. <laughs> yeah. That rich, was like. Rich, rich thing I've ever t- said. Like, fresh spring mountain water is like the best it. water. Yeah. I had my friend from the prairies come out and we were driving um, through the mountains and I stopped at the spot and I said, you need to get out and taste that water right now. Yeah. We drove past the spring. Yeah. And she was like, holy shit. This is the best water I've ever consumed in my life. Yeah. She's like, I hate water. I love this. Yeah. I'm like, this is actually nourishing for me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually good. It's fresh and cold and nourishing. Like, yeah. wholeheartedly. It's all the minerals you possibly need from the glaciers. Yeah. And that was like, I am not really like too picky about water as long as it's cold. Like, I prefer cold water. I can drink yeah. pretty much anything unless it tastes so like much iron. like iron. It just feels like I'm drinking blood. Yeah. Like, but yeah. All right. Well, that's. So that's the power of words. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some stories and relate a roast. Yeah. So let us know if you related or roasted. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Do you relate? <laughs> or are you going to say something mean to us? Yeah. <laughs> How thick does my skin need to be for this? <laughs> Remember, words have power. Be nice. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Mac Joy. I'm Miss Jupes. We are sometimes Dubai Slaps on all podcast streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all my voice can really take right now. So, yeah, so that's all for now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>